Sometimes in life, skepticism can serve you well. It can save you money, keep you from wasting a day at a timeshare presentation, and help you avoid spreading gossip. To be honest, when I am faced with a new scenario, I usually tend to be a skeptic until something proves me wrong. And if you're like me, you can probably spot a too-good-to-be-true health hack from a mile away and read labels like it's your job. That's where ritual comes in. They know that every good skeptic deserves a multivitamin that exceeds your standards. Their clinically backed Essential for Women 18 Plus multivitamin has high quality, traceable key ingredients in clean bioavailable forms. Take two delayed release capsules per day that optimize your body's absorption and you'll get nine key nutrients. Rituals Essential for Women is USP verified, so you know you can trust what you're putting in your body. Only about 1% of supplement brands on the market have the USP verified mark, which shows the product contains the ingredients actually listed on the label. On top of that, Ritual multivitamins are vegan, non-GMO project verified, gluten and major allergen free, certified B Corp and made traceable. I take my vitamins every morning with breakfast. It's part of my daily ritual and I feel so good doing it. No more shady business. Rituals Essential for Women 18 Plus is a multivitamin you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month at ritual.com slash yoga girl. Start Ritual or add Essential for Women 18 Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash yoga girl for 25% off. TransferWise just may be exactly what you're looking for. A cheaper, faster way for people and businesses to send money internationally. They are next level when it comes to sending money abroad, which is becoming more and more common nowadays. They aren't just next level because of the work they do, it's also because they have a really empathetic approach. You can tell they really care about doing the best they can for their customers. A great example of this is the website's comparison tool. By simply clicking compare price on the homepage, you'll instantly be able to tell if TransferWise is the cheapest option for your transfer. If it isn't, they'll make sure to tell you what actually is. You can always get connected with a real live person that will treat you with respect if you need help or if you have any questions and they actually listen to customer feedback. When customers said they wished they could convert different currencies on their own, TransferWise spent a long time developing their multi-currency account. It lets you hold over 40 different currencies and you can convert between them whenever you like. Over 5 million people are already saving with TransferWise and you could be next. Test them out for free at transferwise.com yoga or download the app. Hi, and welcome to the world's most exhausted episode of the Yoga Girl podcast. I don't know how to lead this podcast in any other way than sharing just from the heart right off the bat that I am maybe the most tired I have ever been. (laughs) I'm also the queen of exaggeration, so... (laughs) When I say I'm the most tired I've ever been, someone might go, oh, didn't you say that last week? <laughs> I am so tired. Oh my God. We are on, we just finished day 20 of this teacher training, yoga teacher training that I'm in the middle of right now. And uh, right around now, like day 20, it starts to feel really long. <laughs> it's also filled with so many epiphanies and a lot of really ecstatic, wonderful, joyful moments because we are having our graduation classes now. So our teacher trainees who started off very tentative and nervous and never having taught before or sometimes maybe even never having stood in front of a group before or spoken in front of a group, 
we've done all this work throughout the past three weeks and now we are arriving at these graduation classes. So it's wonderful. At the same time, man, I haven't been sleeping well the past couple of nights and I don't know if it's the little marathon that I've been on over the past few months. I keep forgetting the fact that I am still in the middle of a marathon. <laughs> and I had to remind myself of that today because I was wondering, why do I feel so crappy in my body? I really feel not like that I'm sick or anything, but I feel terrible physically right now. And then I had to remind myself, oh yeah, there was that moment a couple months ago where I had a, an actual panic attack, like anxiety attack in the middle of the night, thinking of what was ahead. And then I had the launch of my book. I had a one-week book tour and then back to Aruba and then back to New York for a live podcast and then back to Aruba. And then we went on a big tour across the entire United States for two weeks and then back to Aruba and then immediately started this three-week or 23-day-long yeah, yoga teacher training. And then I have a little 10-day or two-week break two-week break, I think, after this. And then I have my final retreat of the year. So I had to remind myself today of, wait, you know, actually this tiredness that you're feeling in your body that's now manifesting as aches and pains, it's not just 20 days of yoga teacher training, you know, because I, I can do that with my eyes closed. It's the accumulation of everything that has been over the past couple of months and the fact that I still haven't had a break or a proper day off. So permission, if I can ask permission, I actually like to ask permission for something like this because it works. Permission to be a little whiny. <laughs> Is it okay for me to be a little bit whiny for me to complain just a tiny bit? I don't know if anyone else feels that way, but when I get tired, I get automatically a little whiny and a little complainy. And of course, that's not an attractive quality for any of us to have to complain and whine. But I like to give myself permission to sort of fall into a pit of whininess whenever I need to. Feeling, you know, complaining and whiny, it's also a feeling, right? It's also an emotion, being exhausted, being tired, oh, that feeling like blah. And sometimes if we let ourselves totally simmer and marinate in that complaint, we come out on the other side feeling different. <laughs> I uh, was talking to one of my best friends, Jessica, today. And um, so I've been sitting down a lot. We're sitting in the, we have these meditation chairs that we have at the studio. And for so many days in a row now, you would think in a yoga teacher training, te like leading a yoga teacher training that I would be moving all the time. I am barely moving at all. I'm spending, you know, these days, most of my time sitting in a chair lecturing or I'm sitting in a chair writing down feedback and taking notes for every single person teaching their graduation classes. I used to think that, oh, I, I can practice and take everyone's class, but I'm taking so many notes. I'm basically writing a little novel so that each person can leave with a huge piece of valuable, genuine feedback. So I end up sitting there writing and paying attention. And uh, right now my neck is really stiff. I can barely turn my head side to side. My right shoulder, since I went on this book tour and signed a thousand, thousands of thousands of books, my shoulder just hasn't recovered. So I can barely lift my right arm. It's crazy. And my lower back is killing me and I just feel blah. So I was venting a little bit with one of my best friends today over lunch. Said, oh, I'm just having a day. And I said, oh, I'm just having a day. You know, oh, it's just like a really, it's just a hard day for me. And she says, oh, why? What do you mean? What are you, what, what, what are you doing today? I said, oh, no, I'm just, you know, 
sitting down a lot and <laughs> like even repeating it now I feel ridiculous but I just share it honestly I'm sitting down a lot and I'm just really tired and you know my body hurts we have graduation classes today and I'm really tired and she goes oh and I said well how was your day and she, she goes um well today I had to insert a giant needle into a premature baby's head to drain her brain of fluid because her brain was swelling to make sure she didn't die And I went, oh, oh, okay. <laughs> oh, okay. So, so that was your day. Okay. Hmm. <laughs> reality check for Rachel. <laughs> like immediate reality check for Rachel. Did I have to be responsible for a premature baby's life at a hospital or at a, at a, a, a NICU today? No, I did not. Did I have to perform an what sounds like an extremely sensitive and like, crazy <laughs> procedure on a premature baby's brain today no okay I'm having a good day <laughs> I'm actually having a very chill day <laughs> everything's fine all is well in my life like reality check oh my god oh my god oh my god and you know it's it's hard to be human that is the thing I struggle sometimes with where is the balance between allowing ourselves to feel our feelings so of course when we are tired, you know, I can't compare my day with my friend who works like 16 hour shifts at a hospital. You know, there's different levels of tired or people out there working in coal mines, working graveyard shifts in, you know, terrible places, people who don't feel safe at work, people who are working for abusive people. It's just, there's lots of horrible day-to-day -day work situations out there in the world. So Remembering that, of course, gives us perspective and, you know, makes us less likely to complain. But then there's also, you know, we get tired too. It's okay to feel tired. It's okay to feel exhausted. How can we find the balance between letting ourselves express and fully free up and release the emotion of those things without venturing off into the area of being ungrateful, right? Or taking our really good lives for granted. You are listening to The Yoga Girl Podcast, conversations from the heart. We are just finishing up our immersive yoga teacher training. Long days in the studio teaching yoga and facilitating the learning of our new teachers means I need support. And that comes in more ways than one. Ladies, if you know what I mean, you can find the most supportive bra ever from Third Love. Third Love bras are hands down the most comfortable bra I have ever worn. I love the straps because they don't slip and there are tagless labels that avoid itching. They have been with me through my younger years and they support me now as a mother because Third Love is great for all body sizes. With more than 80 sizes, including their signature half cup sizes and bands ranging from 30 to 48 inches and cups from double A to I, they have one of the largest ranges in history. You can easily find the perfect one for you by taking Third Love's Fit Finder quiz too. In 60 seconds, your order can be placed and on its way to your house. You'll have 60 days to wear your new bra, wash it, and put it to the test. If you don't love it, you can return it and Third Love will wash it and donate it to a woman in need. Because we could all use a little more support. Third Love knows there's a perfect bra out there for everyone. So right now they are offering my listeners 15% off of your first order. Go to thirdlove.com slash heart right now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off of your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash heart for 15% off today.
Do scents evoke memories and transport you back to being on the beach during your favorite vacation? I know they do for me. Osea's Andaria Algae Body Oil smells like summer or the beach in Aruba, bottled with all-natural uplifting notes of mango, mandarin, grapefruit, lime, and cypress. But it's not just about the elevated scent. This body oil is clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and deeply moisturize, leaving skin silky and soft. It delivers that coveted post-vacation glow, like you just returned from a tropical getaway. And right now, you can get 10% off your first order with our code YOGA at OseaMalibu.com. I love Osea's Andaria Algae Body Oil. I use it every single day and I have for so many years. It makes me feel silky smooth and just glowing. This body oil is rich but never greasy and clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity. It visibly firms your skin, leaving you more sculpted and toned. No wonder I feel so great after using it. But it gets even better. With Osea, you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Osea's products are clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified. They are a women-founded company that has been making seaweed-infused skincare for over 28 years. So bring on summer. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean vegan skin and body care at Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code YOGA at OseaMalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to OseaMalibu.com and use the code YOGA for 10% off. We talk about this a lot also in our, in our teacher, teacher training groups because we do this as human beings, especially when we see, you know, real big, horrible suffering around us in this world. We minimize our own pain. And I think we learned this growing up. We learned this fairly early in life. We minimize our own pain. We are kind of told to, you know, buck up and don't cry and move on and, you know, like brush yourself off and here we go. And it's not the end of the world. Or... You know, a lot of our parents or parents still do to this day, we fall over and parents go, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay, everything's okay, everything's okay. But maybe it wasn't okay. Maybe when we were kids, we fell and it hurt and it didn't feel okay. But then we're taught that we have to gloss over those emotions immediately and we have to jump straight to everything's okay. Don't cry, don't cry, don't cry. You know, have you, did your parents ever tell you that? My, my dad used to tell me that all the time. Don't cry, don't cry, don't cry. Because he wasn't comfortable with emotion. So, of course, hearing that our whole lives, everything's okay, everything's okay, or don't cry, or, you know, buck up, or, you know, just soldier on, it, it creates a very complicated <laughs> relationship to expressing our emotions. It creates really complicated people. So we are used to, day in, day out, minimizing our own pain. And it doesn't mean that, you know, because we, we fall over and we scrape, we have a little bruise or whatever, that we have to wallow in, like, pity and disappear into a you know endless pit of despair because we had something minor happen. But when we feel pain, pain is there, right? There's also the option of just pausing for a moment to acknowledge the fact that, oh, we just got scared or oh, we just fell and that hurt, you know, or something happened, something unexpected happened in our lives. Like we lost a relationship, someone broke up with us, we're experiencing heartache, we're having a hard time to hold space for that acknowledge that, letting that be the way it is. And then eventually, you know, when gratitude comes back, we can actually feel gratitude or when we get back to whatever normal is, right? We're over the hump that we can actually immerse ourselves in that being. 
And instead, we just minimize all of our pain, all the hardship that comes our way. And we get so used to minimizing our pain that we end up not sharing our hardships with other people because we think, well, who am I to talk about the fact that I had my heart broken when there are literal starving people out there in the world? Who am I to talk about how I'm struggling with my depression when there are people out there who have lost people to suicide, right? And when there are people out there struggling with addiction, there are homeless people out there, there are wars happening, there's atrocities taking place in every corner of the world right now. So who am I to complain about my life? And what I am beginning to, to, to wrap my heart around, I think, is really who are you not Who are you to not take responsibility for your own experience? You know, who are you to not allow yourself to actually feel that pain to its fullest extent? And I think, okay, stop me if I'm wrong, but I have this feeling that, that that's actually how we learn compassion. It's how we teach our children compassion. We learn how to be compassionate in this world by first being compassionate to ourselves. So if we're constantly glossing over our our own pain or trying to jump straight to being fine, 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 then at the same time as we can appreciate other people's suffering, we're not going to actually be able to, to feel it. We haven't touched the extent of our own sorrow enough so that we can actually allow our hearts to touch it in other people when it's present in other parts of the world. So when we see those images of war or of suffering or abuse or, you know, the news, all the things that are happening every day, it's like we can register it in our minds and in our minds, our brains will go, oh, that's terrible. But we're not going to feel it to the fullest extent in our hearts because we don't know how to feel pain to that fullest extent because we haven't allowed it. We haven't had that experience within ourselves. And what does that mean? I think it means we're more likely to breeze past disasters and catastrophes and watch those things happen and taking place all around the world every day and not feel the urge to do anything about it. And we are more going to be more likely to just accept, you know, that's the way things things are. Yeah, the world is a horrible place. Okay. But then we're going to feel that in our heads and not in our hearts. And Anyone can tell you who's working in the service, I was going to say service industry, not service industry, but in the world of service, anyone who works with NGOs or who's dedicated their lives to being of service or who's ever dedicated a lot of time or money or you know energy to supporting people moving through hardship or to support organizations who help people who are moving through hardship. Those people who've really dedicated their lives to that, those are all people who to some extent have felt deep pain at some point in their lives, who've had their hearts broken open in a million different pieces. And after that, we've had that breaking happen. It's expanded the width of our hearts, which has allowed us to feel other people's pain in a way that we couldn't before. And that's somehow the beauty of the beauty of life giving us shit, right? The beauty of life giving us sorrow and loss and heartache and pain is that it allows us to become more passionate human beings. It sets our priorities straight. And it means the next time you see that image of a, of a refugee or of a dead child on the news, you know, the horrible images that we see every day, that chances are a little bit bigger that you're going to stand up and go, I can't have this shit. 
I can't let this be another Facebook post that I, that I share today, but I need to do something. And that something can manifest in different ways. For some of us, it's going to mean that we perhaps feel a little bit more connected to humanity as a whole, and we're going to be more likely to look other people in the eye when we meet them. We're going to be more likely to actually be able to listen to other people when they share their pain with us. We're going to become one of those people who can actually move through life and navigate and help other people navigate any kind of pain. So we, we don't have to have, it's not like we have to have been through, you know, war or abuse or these horrible atrocities. But if you've felt any kind of pain for real, like really felt it in your life and you're accustomed to that and you know what it's like to touch the center of your own heart, you're going to be able to hold that for other people too. And not in a way where you're making up for something else, right? Which is what some of us end up doing. We try to be the rescuer or savior of other people, or we feel like something is lacking inside of us. We never had the space to fully express whatever pain or trauma came our way. So we become hell bent in finding it and fixing it for other people. That's not really the same thing, right? Then we're trying to fill a need through other people's stories. We're trying to heal a wound through other people's wounds. And this, what I'm talking about now, when we've moved through pain in a true, genuine way, and we came out on the other side, and even though we wanted for that thing to never have, to never had happened, we would change everything, you know, take everything back if we could just have that horrible thing that happened not have to be that way, right? The person we lost for them to still be alive or whatever it is we're moving through. Even though that's the case, we can accept the reality of the situation. Okay, it is what it is. It was what it was. And even though it was terrible, somehow there is also a little speck of purpose there, right? Because it made me into this person who feels things now. It made me into this person that can hold feelings in a totally genuine way. You are listening to The Yoga Girl Podcast, conversations from the heart. At our house, we love having breakfast together. We do a lot of pancakes, but on some days, I like to switch it up and have waffles. You can definitely tell that there's a little bit of a theme of this going on at our house. I found an amazing recipe on Bob's Red Mill's website for gluten-free and vegan yeast waffles. The recipe calls for flax eggs, which is basically just flax seeds and warm water mixed together. Cashew milk, melted vegan butter, salt, coconut sugar, vanilla, cinnamon, baking powder, and of course, Bob's Red Mill's gluten-free baking flour. I love the look on Leiluna's face when she sees the waffles in the morning. It's her favorite breakfast food. They are perfect topped with my favorite blueberry jam and maple syrup. It always means it's going to be an exciting day ahead when it's waffle day. Bob's Red Mill is an employee-owned company. Regular people like you and me making organic, gluten-free, and stone ground products for decades. Straight from their stone mill in Oregon to our kitchen tables, they make sure to always have the best quality. And the Bob's Red Mill website is one of my favorite go-tos for recipes and new ideas. Head over to bobsredmill.com slash yoga girl to check out their awesome products and recipes and you can enter for a chance to win some fun bob's red mill goodies one winner will be selected by random selection each month i feel like i'm sort of rambling through the delirium of my exhaustion right now but i also feel like i'm speaking truth (laughs) so what i'm getting at is You are allowed to feel your feelings. You are. And that habit of minimizing your stuff, drop it. Drop it right now. 
That story that you tell yourself that who are you to feel like this because there are worse things happening in the world. Trust me, regardless of the trauma that you've been through, there is always, always going to be someone out there who's had it worse. There's going to be someone who has it worse right now. Does that give you a permission slip to just ignore what's happening in your life? You know, what happens with us when we ignore the pain we're feeling and we don't give ourselves the space or at least step into the journey of processing what's come our way. It makes us rigid. It makes us scared. It forces us to put up big, tall, thick walls around our hearts because we become obsessed with fear of that sort of pain ever happening again. And then we start acting in ways that we think will protect us from ever having to experience that kind of pain. So we start to move through life with this big wound of this pain that we, that we have inside of us that we never allowed ourselves to feel. And the thing about that kind of pain, that's the bottomless pit that we're scared <laughs> to look at, right? That feeling that, man, if I step into this, if I open this box, I'm going to fall in <laughs> and I'll never be able to get out. And we're going to start relating with the world from that place of pain and from that wound. And the scary thing about that, the shitty thing about being a person who moves through life totally unconsciously, who leads with that pain, right? Or who moves through and relates from that wound is we are going to find ourselves in similar or similarly energetic scenarios and situations again and again and again. Not saying that, you know, and I don't want to confuse this in any way with victim blaming at all. You know, we have horrible things happen to us all the time that is totally out of our control, that it's absolutely never should have happened. If someone abused you, if someone did something terrible to you, that's on that person, right? Not on you. However, if we are leading or moving through life from a big wound, chances are we are going to find ourselves in similar situations because the universe is fucking intelligent. And the universe wants to create similar situations to the ones we once experienced when we didn't have control so that we can heal now what we couldn't heal then, right? So say you have a, you have, you have a wound from when you were little because one of your parents abandoned you, right? You're moving through life with this fear of abandonment and it's manifesting in different patterns in every relationship you ever find yourself in. Well, chances are that you are at some point in your life going to find yourself in a similar situation where you feel abandoned again. Maybe it happens all the time. Maybe you feel abandoned in your friendships and your romantic relationships at work. You feel left out again and again. That abandonment is going to manifest in different ways. And it's kind of like life is standing right behind you, tapping you on the shoulder like, hey, hey, there's something for you to work on here. Hey, look at this. Look at this. Look at this. There's a wound here. Hey, you can fix it. Hey, hey. Because if we can find ourselves in one of those situations now, today, and we can see how everything relates and connects and actually be present with that emotion, that big, 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 overwhelming fear and feeling of abandonment, and then actively choose to participate in our own lives from the present moment, not with those, you know, colored glasses of of, of the fear of someone leaving, but just showing up totally present with everything we have here now. We have the ability to heal now what we couldn't heal then. We absolutely do. But we have to catch ourselves in one of those situations when we are repeating old patterns and then we can make a different choice, you know. And sometimes we unconsciously choose people who we sort of know are going to leave us 
So we are reaffirming that thing to ourselves again and again. People always leave me, but then we choose people who we know aren't going to stay. Or maybe we are actually the ones who are responsible for people leaving in the first place because we push people away. We decide, yeah, people are not going to stay anyway, so I'm the first to leave. Or I create drama in my relationships that kind of forces the other person to leave. And then I don't understand why, you know? And then I affirm to myself again, see, everybody leaves. It's so simple and so beautifully complex, this life. You are listening to The Yoga Girl Podcast. Conversations from the heart. Looking for a thoughtful, unique gift this holiday season? I am always looking for things people will actually use, but personalized to them. Then I found Society6. Society6 is an online marketplace home to hundreds of thousands of creatives from around the globe. Artists sign up to sell their original artwork on dozens of product types. It's the perfect place to find unique gifts while supporting a global creative community. There are literally millions of designs to choose from and a huge array of products. Society6 has a community of 350,000 independent artists from around the world that can put their art on everything from throw pillows to yoga mats to phone cases and even wrapping paper. After you choose what you love, Society6 makes it to order and ships it directly to you. It's so nice knowing that what you have is unique. It's not just grabbed from a shelf in a warehouse among a million other things that look exactly the same. Whether you are buying for yourself or for someone you love, Society6 will give you unique ideas. And at the same time, you're able to empower creativity around the world by allowing artists to keep doing what they love. Go check it out right now. Give thoughtful and unique gifts this holiday season with Society6. You can get 30% off and free free shipping whenever you use the code yogagirl at s6.co slash pod. That's s6.co slash pod promo code yogagirl. Society6, design your everyday with art you love. I have the feeling right now that we have the ability in our day-to-day, in Sweden we call it like our medel svensson, is that a word? like a Svensson, it's like the average Joe, I guess. In our average person life, you know, you and me listening to this right now, chances are we are kind of living this like comfortable life, right? We're not starving somewhere. We're not fleeing war or persecution. You know, you're listening to this podcast right now somewhere because you have a comfortable life. You have a life that allows you to take an hour of your day to listen to a podcast that you enjoy, right? You have comfort in your life. Probably you're fairly abundant. Maybe you're not filthy rich, but you're probably doing okay, right? There are challenges in your life, a hundred percent. Things are hard. You might be moving through something super shitty, but all in all, you are okay, right? There's food, on the table for you every day. There's a roof over your head. You're drinking clean water. You are okay. And what if for all of us people, right? The regular day-to-day people who have a lot of blessings, but then we struggle with receiving those blessings and we struggle with appreciating those blessings and we struggle with minimizing our pain every day and fearing that we can't give our pain and our struggles and our exhaustion or whatever it is we're moving through. We can't give it too much space because then we're going to appear ungrateful. And what about all the other people that are suffering more? Well, what if we are blessed with these comfortable lives just for the very very reason or for the very sake that we can actually deal with those day-to-day things in a different way, that we can be in that very privileged position to actually hold space for our feelings and process them in real time and not contribute to any of the toxic energy that comes out of 
not expressing any of the things that we feel, not adding on to that rigid, unconscious structure that's in place, that's kind of running the world right now, at least the Western world, that uh, you guys know what I'm talking about. Sorry, my <laughs> I'm having a hard time finding the words. But looking at the bigger portion of the world, the people who run this world, the politicians making really inhumane decisions every day, right? The racist movements that are sparking all across the world. That mean shit that happens day in, day out, right? Hurt people hurt people. People don't purposely exclude other people or persecute people or keep people, you know, from seeking asylum or, you know, live life with this divisive, separate attitude unless you're totally fucking hurting, unless you're so afraid to be here, right? There's something fundamentally wrong. And I could go as far as to say that most of that pain, most of that really rigid energy that's causing so many people pain today comes from people being little children that weren't seen at some point in their lives. Kids that were born good, just like you, just like me, just like our kids, born filled with light, born looking for love, and then ended up in circumstances where they couldn't receive it, right? Where they didn't have enough. Or maybe they were told again and again to not cry, to not feel, that it's not okay to be soft, that you have to be hard, that you have to be strong, that you have to soldier on, and that no matter what kind of pain you're experiencing, that you can't show that shit. It's not safe to feel. It's not safe to soften. It's not safe to be vulnerable. So I have to toughen up. And then we spend a lifetime hardening that outer shell, solidifying these super rigid ideas we have of the world, listening to other people, parents, influences, telling us that the world is a dangerous place, that we have to watch out for certain people. And then all of a sudden we grow old and then we're spewing that shit out into the world instead of coming about it the other way, making this world a softer, more inclusive place. So what if you right now in your life, giving yourself the space to feel what you're feeling, giving yourself permission, permission to complain and not complain, you know, like let yourself fall into a pit of complaining that you never get out of. No, but letting yourself feel tired when you're tired, like acknowledging that you're exhausted, man, you have kids, they scream all day. It's fucking exhausting. My kid, at least, she's exhausting right now. You have a lot of blessings. You also have things that are challenging in your life, right? Large and small. And what if all of those challenges, if we allowed ourselves to sit with them, if we allowed ourselves to acknowledge the pain that we're we're feeling, even though it's not the pain that could be compared to someone being homeless, but it's pain. It could be old pain, could be new pain. Pain is pain. And then by sitting with that pain, by processing that pain, by talking about that pain, huge one, by sharing it, letting some of it go, by sharing it, transmuting it into something else and being able to release some of that weight, some of that rigidness, some of that tension that so many of us carry every fucking day of our lives. And then with time, we become light, lighter. We feel more free in our hearts. We'll have more space in our hearts that will be freed up for actual genuine compassion. And we can become the kinds of people who are not so wrapped up in, you know, the little box of our day-to-day lives, right? Because it becomes really hard to keep life together when we're bursting at the seams with 
the tension of all the emotions that we haven't felt our entire lives. It becomes really hard to look out into the world and do good things if we're exploding, right? We can barely keep our shit together because it's too much to hold. It's fucking exhausted to walk through life that way. So what if by doing it the other way, by letting ourselves, cutting ourselves some slack, giving yourself permission to be human, to be the way you are, to feel what you're feeling, you become a better person. And what if with time you become the kind of person who doesn't just talk about wanting to change the world, who doesn't just share on Facebook when you see something terrible happening, but that stands up, walks out into the world and fucking does something about it. Really, and I mean really does something about it. In your day-to-day life, when you come across people who need kindness, where you dedicate time and energy and money to being of service in different ways, to support organizations that are doing great work in this world, to actively take the uncomfortable conversations that have to be had at the dinner table, at work, at the bus stop, to challenge those ideas that are so old and so rigid and that are contributing to so much separation and pain in this world, to actually take the fight. Man, what if the work you're doing right now by listening to this podcast is part of your contribution to this world? permission to feel, permission to be tired, permission to complain, and then brush yourself off, (laughs) and then brush yourself off, lift your gaze, look around, and look at the world, and use the space you've freed up inside of yourself to do something genuinely beautiful for people who need it. (sighs) At least that's my plan. That's my literal life plan. That's my literal life plan for me to do enough work on myself to process enough of my old wounds and trauma and pain so that I can have infinite space and really get to the max potential of the compassion I can hold in my heart to really spark me to take enough action to feel like when I die, I made a difference in this world. I changed someone's life. I made this world a better place. That's my goal. that's my goal it feels really big it also feels so simple at the same time so I want to thank you for listening to this delirious tired but also maybe genius podcast I'm not sure I think I'll have to listen back some other day to know for sure but I love you like crazy if you deserve a break you deserve all the love you also deserve to take action and be of service for other people so let's go do that together If you want, you can join our community board on yogagirl.com. We have a lot of different initiatives to take action for people in need right over there. So community board on yogagirl.com. It's free. Everyone can join. I love you and I'll see you next week. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If you enjoy the show, be sure to listen and subscribe to other great episodes of Yoga Girl Conversations from the Heart. You can find all of them on yogagirl.com, on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere you normally get your shows. Don't forget to leave a review while you are there. Thanks to the folks at Cadence 13 for their production work. And of course, thanks to my sponsors, TransferWise, Third Love, Bob's Red Mill, and Society6. Please support them the way they support this podcast. I'll see you next week.